Hi, I'm Susan Foch, and when I was 18 years old, I launched a national nonprofit organization out of my freshman college dorm room. Now, with almost a decade of experience under my belt, I'm here to teach you my tried and true tips and tricks for running your own nonprofit or social enterprise and how to build it from the ground up. You're listening to this podcast because you're ready to make a difference in this world. I see you, I hear you, and I'm ready to help you. Now let's make an impact together. You're listening to the Make an Impact podcast, episode 12. I have a steaming cup of Door County coffee in my hand because somehow in September it's already dropped to being like 50 degrees outside, which I'm not complaining. I actually prefer it a little chillier. And I've also listened to like an hour and a half of TED Talks so that I am just raring to go for today's episode, which is all about your mission and vision statements as a nonprofit, which is one of the biggest things that you will need, especially when you're getting started, but also to always be critically looking at be changing and reforming as you see fit and as your organization grows, as your mission starts to change a little bit. Uh, Operation Alone has gone through two or three revisions to our mission statement and in full transparency, we're about to go through another one. I will also preface this by saying uh, we are also in the works of writing a diversity, equity, and inclusion statement, which has been a little bit bigger of a task and an undertaking than we originally thought it would be. And so I would love to do an episode on that with our diversity, equity, and inclusion ambassador that we brought on to the ONA team, who is Shanita Ray, who is just a, (laughs) no pun intended, a ray of sunshine as a human being. Um, She's really fantastic. So I would love to, to bring her on or have some sort of conversation about how to write a diversity, equity, and inclusion statement for your organization. But for right now, we are going to focus on writing a really just kick-ass, a killer like mission and vision statement for your organization. Because not only will you need this as you fill out all of your paperwork, as you plan your social media strategies, you're going to need to say your vision statement like 10,000 times. It's going to be tattooed in your brain somewhere. You're always going to say this and have this on hand, especially when you're writing grants, when you're applying for any kind of donation. You know, the questions are always like name of the organization, name of the person asking for the donation, mission statement, like because it it's what you do. Like this is the clear and concise, like what do you do uh, with your life for your life for this nonprofit? So really excited uh, to talk to you guys about how to write a really, really great one. I'm also going to preface this by saying nothing that I'm saying in this episode is new, but two of the big inspirations that I'm going to be pulling from for this is Simon Sinek, who is a TED Talk speaker. He's written a couple of books that are absolutely fantastic. I just shared the first book that I read of his, which is called Leaders Eat Last, on our social media pages this last Friday as our weekly read really fantastic book, would always recommend it. So we're going to pull a little bit from Simon, from Simon, 
in some of the TED Talks that he's done about mission statements. And then also from Victoria Harrison, who is the co-founder and the former creative director for Charity Water, which if you guys know me, you know that I'm a really big Charity Water fan, really obsessed with how they work, how they do. And she also, once she kind of left Charity Water and pivoted, she started her own company called The Branded Startup, which is all about helping startup nonprofits, um, as you can tell, do their branding, do their, uh, you know, their their messaging, um, you know, and do things like, like casting a, a large vision for their organization. So a lot of the things I'm going to be saying, I definitely have pulled from them uh, both directly and indirectly because they both have been really large influences in my life and my nonprofit career. So I will be quoting them a lot through it, just so you are aware. And third, before we get, we really dive into the episode, I just want to do a quick Shout out to the fact that Sam Provenzano and I, who was our double guest on episode eight and nine, are hosting a virtual networking event on September 25th from noon central time to just one. It's a lunch and learn. It's one hour, but it's going to be a huge virtual networking event for all people in the nonprofit and fundraising space. This includes like really established people, people that have been in that industry for years and decades, or if you're starting out, if you're an up and comer, if you're new to the nonprofit world and you just kind of want to get into it, like come network with us. We are so excited to bring so many amazing people from each of our networks and our industries to the table and kind of put everyone together. This is not going to be like a really boring, weird lecture. This is going to be really interactive. We want everyone who's coming to really get involved with the other groups that we're going to be putting together in this event. It's going to be one hour. It's a Friday. It's going to be virtual, which is what we've all done (laughs) throughout quarantine. So please uh, come sign up. All of the tickets are available on Eventbrite, which will give you the link to Um, our Zoom room for it. You can find that in my Instagram bio, which is at Susan Foch, or the podcast bio, which is at Make an Impact Podcast. Uh, It's on Facebook. It's on LinkedIn. It's pretty much everywhere. And if you also can't find it, just DM me and I'll send it to you anyway. So please, please, please come. Really big plug just for the networking event. I think it's going to be really fantastic and a great opportunity for everyone in the nonprofit world. So Now that we got all that business out of the way, let's dive in to the episode and let's write your mission and vision statements together. Okay, so first things first, the end result is going to be when you write this down, your mission statement is going to be like one to two sentences max. Your vision statement can be like a paragraph max. I've seen some like really long ones. No one's going to read through the whole thing. Let's keep, let's cap it on out at a paragraph. Okay, friends. So your mission statement, like this is essentially your elevator pitch. This is the quick down and dirty way that if someone asks you, oh, I work for operational loan. And they're like, oh, well, what do you do? You have this one to two sentences. You're like, this is what we do. This is who we are. Now, your vision statement, that's why you really do what you do. That's the grand, pretty picture. That's where we're painting with watercolors and we're using all the sunshine and all the love and all the fun things, okay? But your mission statement, it is clear, it is concise, 
and it is short, sweet, and to the point where your vision statement gets to be a lot prettier and kind of guide people with you on on a, a beautiful journey as to why they should support your organization. So once again, in the words of Simon Sinek, a mission statement and a vision statement are both very important because people do not buy what you do. They buy why you do it. Totally works for our friends in the social enterprise field. And if we want to flip that for our nonprofit friends, just swap that language out with people don't support or donate to what you do. They donate to why you do it. Okay. You have to give people the buy-in, the reason why they're going to support your organization and love it. And one of the things that Simon does and teaches on, and full disclosure, when Mackenzie and I were writing the latest version of our mission statement, uh, we full on pulled up his TED talk on mission statements, and we went through his whole thing on the golden circle. Over FaceTime, we literally did it together. And then it honestly took us like two more weeks to really finalize what we wanted to say, because even though your mission statement is just one or two sentences, oh, you think it's going to be so easy. It's going to be so short. You're just going to whip out this quick little like, this is what we do. Uh, super hard. Because the second you start talking about your nonprofit or your business, like that's like your baby, right? It's this huge thing. It's a really big piece of your heart and soul. And so when someone tries to ask you, oh, what do you do? You just want to like throw the kitchen sink at them, right? So I could sit there if someone asked me, oh, what does Operation on a Loan do? I could sit there and be like, well, we're a really great organization and we help military members and veterans and their families and the community. And we do it all under the umbrella of mental health initiatives. And we have six core services that help all of our military members and the veterans and the communities. Then we also have an online boutique. And then we also made two more services for in response to the coronavirus pandemic. And someone would look at me and they'd be like, hush, what? They're like, don't, they're like, that was so much information do not overwhelm me. So instead, we back it up. And if someone were to ask me what Operation Alone does, I would say that we are a nonprofit organization dedicated to helping military members, veterans, and the community under the umbrella of mental health initiatives. And hopefully, someone would look at me and be like, oh, great, cool. So, you know, tell me more. How do you do that? Like, what do you offer? How does that all work? Now we can get into a deeper conversation and I can start sharing the mission a little bit more. But someone could also look at me and just go, great, bye, <laughs> and walk away and we'll never talk about it again. So your mission statement is your elevator pitch. It is clear. It is concise. It is one sentence to maximum. So if you have a piece of paper or maybe pause this, go get a piece of paper and a pen because we are going to kind of do this little activity together, okay? We're going to do Simon Sinek's golden circle. So what I want you to do on this piece of paper is draw three circles, all like a small one, a medium one, and a larger one growing out of themselves. Uh, like a bullseye, but with an extra one. Does that make sense? I didn't explain that well, but you get what I'm saying. So the outside circle, you're going to label what. The middle circle, you're going to label how. And the smallest circle on the inside, so the bullseye, you're going to label why. So it's so much easier to do this activity from the outside in because 
the deeper in that you go, the more concise your language is going to become as it is. Because for the what you do, that's super easy to list your kitchen sink on this piece of paper and all the things that you do do and the things that you want to do and all the services that you provide to the community. So start there. Get all your kitchen sink out on the outside of the circle for your what. Okay, so like for operation alone, I'm not going to list all the things we just did, but like let's just talk about our um, care packages, right? So on the what, I was like, okay, we send personalized care packages to active duty service members who are stationed overseas. And so we go through, write that one down. Then I can also say we also do the annual cheer package program for veterans and also the annual never alone nursing home visits for veterans. And I would list out the six services that we have, right? Okay, now we're going to dive on into the circle for each of those things. So for the personalized care packages, so that's my what. That's one of the things that we do. How do we do it? Okay, well, now I'm listing out the fact that we have a form on the website. We promote it on social media. We really do this through word of mouth. Sometimes we work with the troops one-on-one directly. Uh, For the most part, we usually talk to a spouse or a friend or a different family member to create this personalized package that's for them so that we can really send them the things that they want to receive overseas, the things that they miss the most. It's usually like food. Sometimes it's like games, um, all those different kind of things. So how we make it now also it's like, well, and how do we get the money for that? And how do we actually put it together? How do we end up sending it out? How does it get to the service member? So I can kind of do a little map of all those things and then go one more level deep. Why? Why do we do what we do? Why do we have this service? And that goes back to so much of the founding story that I talked about back in episode one, which is we understand the power of a care package. We understand what receiving a care package, especially like a surprise one, can do to a service member's mental, emotional, and just all their health, like what it means for their happiness, what it means to have them put a spring back in their step to aid them in a time that's really difficult for their lives to pick them up on some of their worst days to remind them they are not alone in whatever they are doing, what they are fighting with, what they are battling, that people want to see them home and happy and healthy and thriving. That's our why. That's in the center of the bullseye. But now that I got there and I wrote all that out, because it's just a lot easier to say we send care packages overseas, right? That's like way easier for me to just say to someone. But why we do kind of takes me throwing out the kitchen sink so I can like pick the thing that's actually really important at the center. So do this for your organization. Like pause this, redo that re-listen to that little bit. So on the outside, write down your what. What do you do? How do you do it? And then why do you do it? Like this is this is the emotional part. This is the hard-hitting part. Why do you do what you do? Now, again, like I said, Mackenzie and I sat down over FaceTime like two years ago. We did this. And I'm not kidding. This took hours because we kept throwing the kitchen sink at it. And then we kept like going back and forth on exactly what language we wanted to use, how we wanted to phrase certain things. Uh, this was not, this is not a simple task. It's an easy task, especially when we also have like six services. And then obviously over time we've added the boutique, we've added the two services that we now offer, which is COVID relief kits and the healthcare hero program 
that's only alive in response to the pandemic and those services will you know cease to exist once we're, we're no longer in a covid world but so we went through this whole process now you have this piece of paper filled with your what how, how and why in this like bullseye centering looking thing so now you're going to take this and you're going to start actually writing out your mission statement now we're going to start writing out like how to communicate everything you just wrote down in one to two sentences so for operational alone we looked at the fact that we had all these different services that was aiding military members veterans and the community and honestly here's the thing some of how we did it was not as important to communicate for us not totally true for other organizations but so we were able to kind of bump our how into the the vision part of our statement but we had to figure out how to really combine what our six services were without saying all of them how we did them but most of all why we did them and so that's how we kind of have now arrived to operation not alone supports military members or active duty military members and veterans and the community under the umbrella of mental health initiatives and then when someone asks okay what are they now we start diving into our services and what each of them mean it's not necessarily like I'm not saying our mission statement is like the greatest thing of all time or it's the most well-written thing of all time, but it's it, you get the idea. <laughs> you get what I'm saying. Um, we'll take another example off the top of my head. The Miss America organization just went through a huge rebrand in the last like two years. I cannot tell you what their mission statement was previously because I don't actually remember it. But the Miss America organization is about to turn 100. It's been around for 100 years. And now it supports scholarships for college-aged women, uh, community service, you know, career preparedness, interview skills, public speaking skills. All these things go into the Miss America organization at any level that you're competing or being involved in. And so they're very con concise mission statements. So they're what? was offering these programs through the local, state, and national competitions. How do they do that? By honoring the four points of their crown, which is scholarship, style, success, and service through their competition format. Why do they do it? Is how they arrived at their mission statement, which is to prepare great women for the world and prepare the world for great women. So it's much like uh, shorter, concise, cleaner, still kind of empowering and inspiring this idea of like preparing great women for the world because, and it's like, okay, well, how do you do that? Oh, well, through our competition, which has scholarships, um, interview prep, public speaking prep, networking, you know, da, 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 you go through all the things and it's like, well, how do you prepare great women for the world? Well, now we back it up. Now we talk about scholarships. Now we talk about interviews. So your mission statement is your bullseye of why you do what you do. Now, Miss America has gone through like a thousand different rebrands over the last 100 years because if anyone is a Miss America junkie listening to this, you would know that. And if you're not, welcome to your history lesson for the day. Miss America was founded in 1921, truly as a gimmick by businessmen in Atlantic City to try and extend the tourism season past summer uh, by one more weekend. So they were going to host this, like, I think they called it the inner city, like beauty contest one weekend after Labor Day 
to try and keep tourism around in Atlantic City past Labor Day. So it's changed a thousand times. It has rebranded itself a bunch. Uh, you know, we've added all other areas of competition. They've now recently taken away the swimsuit that it was originally founded on. Like it's gone through a lot. And so you can always be changing this bullseye. You can be reforming it as you learn, as you decide to change, as you decide to pivot. But to start, you need this mission statement because everyone and their mother will be asking you for this. Now, really quickly, I'm going to dive into a different story. Uh, kind of back to why, or like what Simon said earlier, which is people don't want to buy what you do. They buy why you do it. Okay. So I've given you two different examples of mission statements that try and give you the why really upfront. And so the thing is that I even think a lot of nonprofit people and fundraisers do as a mistake is... Uh, I'm going to go back to a very 101 way of fundraising, okay, that I think you really see with like college campuses. So if someone walks up to you and is like, hey, do you want to buy this T-shirt because the proceeds get donated to charity? Well, I'm going to give you a <laughs> really blunt response to that. No one gives a shit about your T-shirt, Okay. No one cares. No one needs an extra t-shirt. We just don't. And also just saying it's for charity. It's like, okay, but like how much do I care about that charity? Am I going to be a bad person if I don't go to this charity? Mm, probably not. You're probably going to be fine either way. You're not going to lose sleep that night because you didn't buy this t-shirt. Because that person walked up to you saying, hey, do you want to buy this t-shirt? Which is the, hey, here's this what right in front of your face. Do you want to buy it? Because it goes to charity. They presented that t-shirt sale to you from the outside into the bullet point, which is incorrect and ineffective. Because like I said, that person now doesn't need a t-shirt. <laughs> they don't care. And they're not going to lose sleep that night that they didn't help you out with this fundraiser. So instead, if you're trying to sell someone a t-shirt for your fundraising, this is how I want you to approach it instead, which is exactly how I also want you to approach writing this mission statement and looking at that bullseye, that golden circle, is to walk up to someone and be like, hey, did you know, and also I'm making this chat up, okay, don't quote me on this, but hey, did you know that it only takes like $20 to feed a low-income student their lunches for a week at school? Like, did you know that? Like, just $20 can actually help a student who is struggling with food insecurity and going hungry at home. Like, you can actually help feed them for a week with that $20. And you'd be like, oh, wow, I didn't know that because, you know, maybe I'm a, like I, for certain, I'm a more privileged person who never had to think about food insecurity growing up, right? I was always in a stable enough household where we always had food on the table. Wow, I didn't think about that. And they're like, yeah, and you know what? Like we're trying to raise, uh, we're trying to help like 100 kids with the new school year and COVID and all these fun things. We're trying to help all these parents out, so... Our goal is to have a hundred students, uh, you know, be helped with food insecurity. Like, you know, and, and if you were to help us, you know, with this and try and help a student like not go hungry for a week, like, you know, we would love to also have a $20 donation. You would get a t-shirt that's like supporting our mission and our vision and our organization. And now you also have something new to wear to the gym or maybe to bed if uh, it's a really <laughs> oversized, comfy t-shirt. Who knows? 
that's so much different than saying, hey, buy this T-shirt. It's $20. Oh, and it also goes to charity. That's going from what into a why that's not even a strong why. But if you start with, hey, did you know that $20, like your $20 can change like like the life of a kid for a week who is struggling with food insecurity will give you a t-shirt as a thank you. Uh, but this is the power that your money has. Totally different, right? Food insecurity is not my forte. So I hope that that was somewhat inspirational as you heard it, but you get the idea. So even, I mean, that kind of went a little bit off topic in the sense that we started talking about fundraising. But the thing is, is that with fundraising, with anything that you ever do, you're selling someone your mission. You are selling someone warm and fuzzy feelings. You are selling someone the idea that their power of their $5, $10, a million dollars can change the world of someone else. And you're doing it in a positive, inspirational, motivational way. And your mission statement needs to say that. So again, one to two sentences, work from the outside in, from your what into your why. And once you're able to really write that down, hone it on in, reverse it, write it down in two sentences or less, preferably less. If you can do it in one sentence, rock on. I'm really wordy if you can't tell. (laughs) So I need two sentences and you should have a really good mission statement. If you can concisely do an elevator pitch with what you do, with a sprinkle of why you do it, that's going to ask someone and like prompt them to ask you for more and tell you more about your organization. Running a business, working your nonprofit, or just simply making an impact takes a lot of energy, which means you need the drink of champions, coffee. Specifically, you need Door County Coffee, a gourmet coffee roastery on a mission to bring you the best coffee on the planet. And that isn't hard when they only roast the top 2% of Arabica beans grown in the entire world. Try any of their medium or dark roasts, like my personal favorite, the Heroes Blend. Or you can try one of their almost 100 delicious flavors like Highlander Grog, Frosted Cinnamon Buns, or Vanilla Creme Brulee. They ship all across the country, so try your first pot today by going to DoorCountyCoffee.com and using the code IMPACT for 15% off your order. That's I-M-P-A-C-T for 15% off at DoorCountyCoffee.com. And get caffeinated today. Okay, so now let's talk about your vision statement. This is where it's fun. This is where it's exciting. This is big, beautiful, bold vision. This is the grander, okay? This is what we as nonprofit people love because <laughs> we get to be a little bit more dramatic and heartfelt here. So this is where I'm going to pull a lot of this from Victoria Harrison because I'm a little obsessed with her. And if she ever hears this, please um, agree to be a guest on this podcast and change my life. Anyway, <laughs> so your vision is big. And it is bold and it should be inspiring and motivating. Like anyone should hear your your vision statement and think, oh, God, I want to be a part of that. I want to do that. If it's something that really rubs them up. So here's the thing, though. Here's what your vision can't be. It can't say, I want to end world hunger. Or I want to end homelessness. Or I want to uh, prevent all suicides from ever happening across the world forever and ever. Uh, Amen. 
not bad. <laughs> like it's, uh, it, it's not a bad way to look at it. It's not a bad goal. And I commend you with my whole heart, but it's not a really clear vision because it's like, that's a, I don't really care who you are. Okay. Like your Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, you know, level dreams. Like it just like, that's just, it's not going to happen as one person. And it's probably not going to happen in our lifetime. Like those, those issues aren't going to happen in our lifetime. It won't be solved in our lifetime, I should say. So your vision, make it bold, make it huge, make it inspiring, but you still have to kind of wrap a little bow on it. That's going to be tangible and kind of have a time frame. Like you have to paint people a little bit of a picture within some sort of frame instead of just throwing like the whole Met Museum at them. Okay. Do you get what I'm saying? So what I mean by that is that let's grab an example from Victoria for Charity Water. So she was explaining how Charity Water set a 2025 vision. Okay. So it's called Vision 2025, and the idea was that they wanted to help 25 million people get clean water by the year 2025, and that is going to cost $1.2 billion to do that. It's huge, but it's timely. It told you how many people they're trying to help, when they're trying to help them by, and how much it's going to cost. Now, she didn't tell you, you know, like through building X amount of wells and helping this many uh, villages and this many jerry cans, like it didn't get into the minutia of it. It's even for being a little bit like bigger and broader, but it's telling you a huge vision that is inspiring that you can be like, wow, like I can be a part of a movement that's going to help 25 million people have access to clean water that didn't before. That's great. It's not saying we are solving the world's water crisis by 2025 because that's that's a, a bite that's too big to chew. OK, I don't care who you are. That's too big of a bite. And you can't promise that by 2025. Right. <laughs> or even in your lifetime. Uh, maybe you can. I don't know. Someone get really angry at me at saying that and then go solve the world's water crisis and then put it in my face. That would be great. I would love it. So it's still a huge vision. But you have to rein yourself a little bit in from saying, like, I'm going to solve the world's water crisis. Instead, say, in the next five years, I'm going to help 25 million people. But in order for me to get there, it's going to cost me $1.2 billion. Like, can you help me get there? Can you be a part of this movement and this vision to help 25 million people get clean water who have never had access to it before that are drinking sludge and slime and dirt and just grossness? Can, you know, like, can you help me be a part of this vision? Because this is, this is the world we're trying to make is a little bit every day, more and more people will have access to clean drinking water. So make a vision inspiring, but tangible and measurable. So if you go to the operational loan website now, um, it's not my favorite because I've learned a lot more of how to write a better vision statement since we wrote that a few years ago. Like I said, we're in the process of rewriting it, but that's where we start getting into the more heartfelt story. That's when we start talking a little bit more about mental health initiatives, about stopping soldier suicide, about how we do it through the programs, you know, that we do it with. It's going to be reworked a little bit, but that's where we got a little bit 
more wiggle room to tell you a little bit more about our grand vision, which is to help and to touch and affect, you know, all, all veterans and all service members through these programs. Again, it's not great. Like if we, you know, when we start redoing and rephrasing all of this, that needs to be a little bit more tangible. It needs to have a couple more boundaries on it. Um, but still to the point where it is big enough that it would inspire someone who has never heard of Operation Alone to be a part of our mission. And let me say this. So Operation on Alone is, again, formally, it's not anywhere uh, on our website yet. We are reworking it, this and going through it. But here's the thing. We are gearing up for a huge campaign in January. And I'm kind of, I'm actively debating if I want to uh, share a little bit more of this with you guys. But here's the gist. So our director of donor relations, Jennifer Schmidt, who, um, if you haven't listened to her episode, she's all the way back in episode two, uh, go check her out and go give her a listen. So we are doing for this huge January campaign. It's the first time we've ever done something like this. It is <laughs> enormous. Like, we definitely have a January 2021 vision, okay? And right now, we're going to announce it soon, I promise. But right now, we're keeping it under wraps the people who are volunteering with us while we get our partners on board. And so we're having to do a lot of cold calling and a lot of cold emailing to try and get people on board with our mission and our vision for this campaign, which is going to be the entire month of January. We are going to have something different happening every single day. We're really excited about it. And so we're sending these cold emails to people, and I'll kind of give you a little insight to it. So I started with saying, like, hey, whoever, you know, I'm reaching out as the CEO of Operation Alone, a local nonprofit organization with the mission to serve military members, veterans, and the community under the umbrella of mental health initiatives. We're gearing up for this brand new campaign in January 2021 to provide resources, opportunities, and educational materials to aid people's physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, and nutritional health. Coming out of our COVID era, we have found that it's imperative to address these topics to the general public, provide outlets and new tools for them to take ownership over their general health and well-being. And therefore, we've created the top secret campaign, and we would love to partner with you to make our grand vision a reality for the world. And it kind of goes on to explain a little bit more of that for the donor. And here's the thing. We've gotten an insane response from phrasing it like that, like an insane amount of people and partners who are like, yes, sign me up. I want to be a part of that. I need to be a part of that because I understand the need for it. I understand the timeline that you're trying to fill. I understand the demographic that you're trying to reach and also how you're doing it and how my, how I fit into it as the donor. I get it. And so this is where we got to be longer. Um, it, like the language actually gets prettier, but it like reveals the name of the campaign. So I'm, I'm not going to finish reading it. But the thing was we had to paint that picture within somewhat of a frame, but also make it inspiring. Be like, we want to do this with you. You can help us achieve this goal of transforming people's mental, emotional, spiritual, nutritional health if you partner with us. For this January campaign, can we talk to you? And if anyone remembers from my donor tip episode in episode 10, I end this with, in a bold sentence, can we set up a call in the next week to discuss? Thanks so much, Susan. And guess what? We've gotten 
like dozens of calls throughout the team like scheduled for this we've gotten a bunch of people who are on board who literally are like this is so necessary this is so needed I want to be a part of this so your vision paints that bigger picture but that email right there of our grand vision it was timely it was focused it was tangible but you understood the grand vision behind all of it and it got people revved up to respond so think about that going through that was really specifically for a campaign but think about that as you're creating that for your entire nonprofit and it's the only hard part about this is going to be kind of limiting down your language because again nonprofit people I think tend to be very heartfelt and very like soul felt and so we and we want to save the world like all in one sitting it's just it's who we are it's why we're in this field and I get it and I love you for it I really really do and if I could hug every single person that's like in the nonprofit world trying to make a difference good golly in heaven I would (laughs) you guys know I would but we got to rein ourselves kind of back in a little bit rein it in a little bit write a mission statement that is bold inspiring but tangible and measurable and then rein it down even more into your mission statement and I promise once you have those two things written get them on your website get them on your social media and then every single time that you're going to be talking to people networking asking for donations asking for new partnerships writing a grant now you're going to have those in your back pocket, whipping them out all the time, but that'll also help you give a great framework for all of your language and your marketing materials moving forward. So this is going to be a little challenging. Definitely took us a while to do this for our operation alone. Like I said, we have done like two different rewrites of these. We're about to do another one. It's okay to also change. These don't have to be perfect. Uh, one of my favorite business podcasts, the Gold Digger podcast with Jenna Kutcher, always like drives home like done is better than perfect. Do not fret over this. Do not wait until these things are perfectly said and done to get them out into the world. Get it down. If you're happy enough with it, keep going because it, you're going to want to change it eventually. So don't freak out until it's perfect. Just get it done. Get it on paper. Keep on moving. So I hope that that helps. I hope, I hope that it uh, helped you guys a little bit in kind of writing your new mission and vision statements, either for a new nonprofit that you're trying to set up, a new business that you're trying to set up, um, or if you're in the process of rewriting. Hopefully, maybe I've said something to kind of pique your interest as you do a big rewrite for it. So um, if you guys really like this episode, I'm going to say it all the time. I know that it sounds annoying, but it's so important. Please rate, review, subscribe rate review subscribe I'm not a singer I'm not gonna do that again but it means everything in the podcast world it's basically like your currency like your payment for your free entertainment and knowledge um I don't know how entertaining I am but knowledgeable I try to be (laughs) so anyway until next time guys I hope that this was really helpful if you have any other further questions send me a dm or you can email me at susan at operationalone.net and we can talk even more um, also, I'm just going to go ahead and do this. Well, I've done so much plugging today. I'm so I'm so sorry, you guys. Um, I also have, if you've been following me on social media, you know that I just launched a new consulting business. So I can also provide people one-on-one focused, uh, you know, nonprofit, like, 
training and just general consulting to help you get your nonprofit off the ground or help you to scale it, grow it, get a new donor base, really whatever your your need is in starting or growing a nonprofit, I would love to talk to you about that. So if you're also interested in working with me one-on-one and having my undivided attention um, to the unique needs of your organization, also send me an email or a DM. I'll respond to you either way. And we're going to get the nonprofit of your dreams out in the world and start making that impact. So I know that was so many different plugs, but if any of those are interesting or helpful to you, uh, take them, roll with them. And I hope that this was helpful as you write your mission and vision statements. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Make an Impact podcast. If you enjoyed yourself, would you do a little rate, review, subscribe dance? And if you really enjoyed yourself, would you share this on social media so someone else could catch the impact bug? Until next time, friend, I can't wait to see what kind of impact you make on your world.